Hey everyone, it's Morgan, and this episode was kind of all over the place to be honest, but that's how we like it. So we have a bunch of fun little banter, and I wanted to insert it because this is just our friendship and our personalities shining through. So I wanted to show some of that, and we'll get to the heavier stuff later on. So there you go. And while I have you here, make sure that you are following our podcast and liking it and reviewing it wherever you listen to your podcast. While we're getting things up and running, we really appreciate your patience with us as we're kind of getting used to our schedule and everything. So we love you. We appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram and let us know what you think. Jesus. I want to go to Australia so bad. And one on my bucket list. Yeah, let's go. Let's make it a year-long distance besties trip because honestly... I just want to hang out with kangaroos and sit by the ocean all day. And I, that week that I go to Australia, I'm going to become a vlogger because I feel like you have to. This is going to be mm-hmm. taking video, everything. And oh my gosh, it's just beautiful. Stop it. Morgan, look, you know me. I'm what Expedia. I got to pull this. <laughs> Let's go. Can't be, can't be tempted. I'm, I'm too. Ugh. Let's go. I'll do it. I can't get my passport into, like, my new last name. I got my passport Mm -hmm. and, like, immediately had to, it was like, "Mm, cool, you went on one trip. Now it's not even in your name. (laughs) I got it for my honeymoon. It's so interesting, the whole name change. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it was based on the patriarchy, but. (laughs) My name because I hated my. What's your maiden name? Jock. J-O-C-K. Oh, don't Samantha even Jock. Right now. Don't even. Exactly. My maiden name is Cockrill. Cockrill. Cock. Real. Cockrill. Like, as soon as I had the opportunity okay, you to change win. that bitch, I... You changed it. Yeah. But now, so I was talking to my aunt. Shout out to my aunt. She goes, hey, are you going to change your name to anything cool? She's like, you're you're aware that when you change your name, you can change it to literally anything you want, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, my last name's gonna be Danger or some like just some crazy ass shit, like that's so funny. Just crazy, that's amazing. Can you're you imagine like uh, mom, banana hammock. Oh yeah, friends. Because <laughs> I don't want to like. I don't really necessarily want to go back to my main name, but I definitely don't want to keep, well, I not definitely don't. I don't want to keep my married name because that's behind me. And it's just like, but what do I change it to? You know? There's so many opportunities. I know. Please make it danger. Honestly, that's just so cool. Or like death something, like death stroke or like, just something like so like, opposite of me and my like bubbly personality just have it be like scary people would be like excuse me (laughs) can you imagine oh my god it's so interesting names it's so it's a conversation that doesn't happen as fluid as this is now and i am i wish it did because I always think about when I was in college, we were having a conversation about our names and the meaning and blah, blah, blah. So my name is Marnie, which is an extremely Irish name. So if people talk to me on the phone, they're like, oh, you know, your name's Marnie. Cool. They're expecting this white Irish girl. And then when they meet me in person, the look on their face, they're like, huh. 
your name's Marnie, but you're not Irish. And I said, you're right. <laughs> Have you ever met a black Marnie? You're right. I love oh. that name. I think it fits oh. you so well, though. It like, does. I've never, met, I've never met any other Marnie. No. It's so fitting. It is. It's just you. Like, I can't imagine you with any other name. I was going to be a Madeline. What? Uh-huh. I do not look like a Maddie. Not even close. No. 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 And no shade to Maddies out there. No. But I'm not a Maddie. (laughs) No. (laughs) Sam, what was your your name going to be? I have honestly no idea. (laughs) My parents did not divulge that information. (laughs) They're like, you're Sam. End of story. That's it. Yeah. No, my name, like, literally my first and my middle name both came from soap operas in the 80s. But any hoosies, this is mine, as I hope you can tell by my voice by now. A little raspy, but again, fits with my name. This is our second podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. And I'm so excited to be on chatting with everyone, especially my besties. Today is going to be exciting, vulnerable, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all of the above. We're going to be talking about body image, specifically body insecurities and how we see ourselves. And I, the last couple of days, I was trying to figure out, you know, how should we have this conversation? That's a little intimate. It's personal. And I decided just to draft, I think it's six questions random questions about body image um, that we're just going to kind of, we're just going to talk about. So we'll go round robin style. Whenever we're ready, we're just going to fire away. No violence, obviously. I will admit, I didn't, I didn't think about these questions beforehand. Um, I am very much a on the spot kind of person so very on brand for you <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> morgan danger everybody my best stuff comes from off the cusp just mm-hmm. comes out of my mouth so i i am trying to pull up the questions in front of me on my computer my computer is all locked up and not working so you might have to like ask me or remind me or whatever or whatever so i gotcha i gotcha sweet, sweet. Okay, so I think it's important before we share the things that we haven't always loved about ourselves, just to share non-physical things that we love in all caps about our individual beings. Yeah, I love starting with that. I love starting with something positive. Yeah, take it, Sam. What do you love about yourself? All yours. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this and I really love, I think probably one of my favorite things about myself is like my ability to really feel for other people, like really feel what they're going through, even if it's like someone that I'm not necessarily fond of, but I still can, I don't know, something about hearing someone's story or listening to someone talk, I just can put myself in that place and really feel for that. And I think I love that about myself because not everybody has that. And, mm-hmm. 
And then the other thing that I was going to say is I really love my ability to cope with hardships in life. Um, struggles come and they always will until the end of time. And I'm really good at just dealing with it and just being like, it's okay. We're going to figure this shit out and run with it. So I love that about myself. Thanks. I love that mindset. Just being able to persevere. And I feel like perseverance is an extremely underrated conversation because there are times where I just wake up and the issue might not even, it's, the issue isn't necessarily huge. It can be purely like, I have to make myself breakfast, which is small, but for some people, the small things is how you persevere. In other cases, larger things are how you persevere. And I really like how you share big or small, you know, tough shit happens regardless. And being able to go through that and be present, I think is really beautiful. I agree. Morgan, what's what's your thing that you love about yourself? I love that I am stubborn because I fight for what I want and I am very well, speaking of perseverance, I have all, just always been a really, really hard worker and I get for what I get what I go after. And when I set my mind to something, you're not going to change my mind on it. I'm going to get it and I get after it and I will have it. And that is definitely something that can be a double edged sword for sure. Cause I mean, I can be stubborn when it comes to my relationships or friendships or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, um, I love that I, I'm stubborn with things. I stand up for myself. I go after what I want and I fight for myself a lot. And I kind of like that. I'm a little bit zesty. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Having love just that. like being able to just like going off the last thing that you said, being able to really stand up for yourself and fight and have that zest and just, mm, I love that when people have that. And you definitely do. I love that about you. So I'm glad you love it. <laughs> Morgan does. She has it. <laughs> She's got that on lock. <laughs> on lock. Marnie, you, what's your favorite thing that you love about yourself? Um, My favorite thing is... One non-super serious thing is my laugh. Um, I think I have a very unique laugh. And I I just enjoy being joyful and giggling. At, it could be TikToks or when I'm with my family, telling jokes and just having that time to be, not even be vulnerable, but just be myself and be silly and be funky. Because I think there's a lot of things in life where you constantly have to be serious. But for me, it's very important to be able to let my guard down and express myself in joy and laughter. And I think another thing that I love about myself is my passion to fight for equity on all platforms. Um, as you both know, and some of the people listening know about me, I'm very, very passionate about um, diversity and equity and inclusion in all places, not necessarily just in my life, but being able to create a world that's equitable for all people, um, especially BIPOC and LGBTQ plus folk. 
Um, I'm just because I am passionate about it doesn't mean I'm a expert on everything. I'm still constantly learning and learning from my peers and learning from advocates. My someone who is who I love is Imbram X Kendi, who has formed an anti-racism racism center at Boston University, and he provides so many resources of knowledge and books and other articles. Um, that's super important that I continue to use and hope that other people use because our world's all sorts of fucked up. That it is, my friend. But I, you know what? You said that you don't have to know everything. Like, you don't have to know everything to be passionate about something and to exactly. want the world to be better. Just learn and share your truth as you are now. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing, being able to share your truth. It's okay to say, I am, I, for example, you could say, I have, I've had conversations with family, family and friends who say, how do I correctly use pronouns? Like, how would I address myself? Um, and when I'm introducing myself to other people and being able to have that conversation, I think it's, impactful when you say I don't know rather than act like you know everything because when you act and you become in a position where you try to show off that's where a lot of danger happens to marginalized communities yes there's nothing wrong with saying like I'm not sure about this or like I don't know enough about this to have an opinion it's okay we don't have to know all of the things (laughs) right Okay, do you think we should really start getting into it now? Yeah, I think that we should. Um, I'm going to put it in the description of the podcast, but just to be sensitive to people who might not be prepared for this conversation, um, this is your official trigger warning um, mm-hmm. that if you struggle with eating disorders, um, with body image in general, anything going on, in your brain that you're a little bit sensitive to conversations like this where we will be discussing our bodies and our mentalities when it comes to our bodies and our relationship with our bodies. Um, maybe this is the one that you don't listen to and that's okay. And we love you. So this is your, uh, I don't think it's going to get that deep, but I do just want to put that out there because mm-hmm. we do talk about some heavy, heavy stuff. So here we go. Let's get into it. Oh, <laughs> I want Thanks, to hear, yes, I want to hear, Marnie's answer first because Marnie I just feel like you're on a roll and I kind of want us to piggyback off of what you uh would answer to number two cool all right so I'll I'll share the question number two so number two is share a moment in your life when you were told that your body wasn't good enough and I said reflect on social media family structure and society as a whole how did this impact your self your sense of self, and overall identity. Um, So for the first part, I, so this was, I'll go for the one that wasn't a direct telling. Um, I would say that the biggest part for me was social media and also being surrounded by my peers in grade school. So I've shared before that I identify as a Black woman and the intersectionalities, which I'll talk about later probably, about 
black women and body images a lot in general. But I, I went through puberty rather quickly in grade school. So I was in fifth grade and that's when everything was shifting. So I was getting my boobs. I had butt. I was gaining weight faster than most people in my grade. Um, and I just remember going shopping with my friends and it was Hollister. And if anyone has shopped in Hollister, you know that those clothes are ungodly small. And I remember just going, I wanted to, I knew it was going to be a big ordeal, but I just wanted to be safe face and just try my best. So I remember I went to the shirt section. I grabbed a shirt, the biggest size, which was only a large, which I probably needed at the time, like 2X at 11, just to put in perspective. So I went in the changing room, I tried it on and I just started crying because it didn't fit. And my friends like to be like, oh, come out and show show us your clothes, show us what you're wearing. And I started panicking because it looked like a crop top on me when that was not what the shirt was supposed to look like. Um, and that's, in that moment, you know, I knew that I was not good enough to fit in these clothes. I, I wasn't going to be able to and how that really impacted me impacted me mentally with my friendships, how, you know, I always felt jealous because my friends were significantly smaller than me. And it's interesting looking back now being 24, so almost, almost like 15-ish, a little over years ago, how that it, how I was so, you know, ashamed and probably depressed based on, you know, what society was saying, like, if you are a large, that's big enough because we're not going to sell more clothes for you that will fit your body. And that that's something that I, I always think about where I'm, you know, I still have a lot of trauma and I struggle going in dressing rooms because in some stores, clothes just do not fit me right, period. You know, American Eagle is just barely getting on that inclusive air quote, you know, size, but sometimes it still is extremely snug. And then like the second part, how did I kind of touch upon that, the sense of self? Um, it was, it's kind of, again, that intersectional, just being a larger, at the time, Black girl, I struggled with that because most of my friends were white. And when I just felt that I always stood out. So not necessarily, I stood out racially, yes, but I also stood out because I was overweight. And I just felt like there were two, I couldn't blend in either way. So I always just imagined like if I was skinnier, it would be, it would be easier for me. Like I would have everything. Um, and it, it's just so sad because I do sometimes feel like that. But thinking back at, as a young girl, just doing, wanting to be so thin and dreaming to be different, um, it breaks my heart. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Fuck Hollister and Abercrombie and Fitch and all those places. God, I still hate those stores. Yeah, yeah it's just so bad. I remember the same thing. And 
I had one Hollister shirt and I wore it like every day of the week. Every day. I, I was so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. for me, mine was definitely, and some of my family listens to this podcast. So I love you guys and it is what it is. However, mine definitely came from my family structure. Mm-hmm. Um, my entire family. So a lot of my family were very Italian. And so we love the carbs. We love all those things. And we're short and chubby, <laughs> usually. Um, and we're all beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's just how we're built. We're just short and we love our carbs. And they, they stay with us. Well, my family, I think, growing up projected a lot on me about how they struggled with their bodies. And they also struggled with their relationship with food and their relationship with um even just like accepting themselves and so from a young age you know i was told things like wow are you really going to eat another one of those or like oh maybe don't eat all of that food but at the same time then my other you know grandparents are like finish your plate finish what's on your food or what you know what i mean finish your food finish what's on your plate and so the big one for me was Like my family was actively telling me, well, you don't want to get fat. You don't want to get fat as if it's like the worst thing in the world to have an extra 10 pounds on your frame or however many, however many. And so for me, that was a big one that was like, oh, well, then they think I'm fat or like I don't fit into what I should look like at this age. And that was from a very young age where I should be eating a lot and doing all the things. I mean, I've always been built big. Like I said, in the last podcast, I've always had the hips. I've always had a tummy. I've always had, I have a very wide rib cage. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but I have a very wide rib cage. And so my, I like my body, the way that it is, my fat stacks on top of my ribs, but also it's just like bras don't fit well. Nothing fits well. Cause I have this broad frame and I love it now, but growing up, I did not (laughs) at all. So I think it just had to do with family and just honestly, my family projecting onto me what they struggled with in an effort to try and make it so they, so that I wouldn't have to struggle with it. Little did they know that they were literally putting it on me (laughs) and I was taking on their emotions when it came to their body. Now I'm carrying that on mine. I feel that so much and it can be hard just you know, thinking about family and like they probably had good intentions, you know, and they want the best for us, but went the wrong way about it, maybe. Um, because I have a lot of that similar kind of um experiences with family members and stuff saying things like that as well with me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm just... absolutely. I mean, it's just part of the process, not to like totally interrupt, but. I think like everyone tries their best, especially as parents, aunts, uncles, literally everyone is trying their best. And I think the big one for me was just mostly seeing my family talk negatively about themselves. And so then it was like my turn to also talk negatively about myself. Like my mom is such a beautiful um, person. She has a beautiful frame, but like growing up my whole life, she would look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, I'm so fat. And she's always doing a diet. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I have my mom's body type. So (laughs) when you see your mom talking about, how you know she's fat and she hates that she carries weight in certain spots of her body I was like oh me too like it's just implied oh well I have that same body type so I do too and Mm -hmm. then you know she's everyone's trying their best everyone is all trying their best (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely 
And it's also so frustrating, too, because I can echo everything you've said, Morgan. But sometimes I'm like, it would be so much easier if we just had a fucking conversation. Be, just be honest. It's okay if you don't love how you look, but work with that. Let's have a conversation. With, as a fam, it could be as a family unit, in our mirror, one-on-one -on -one to ourselves. But the language that we, that we project out into the world about, it could be our own bodies, celebrities' bodies, you know, family members' bodies, that impacts all of our surroundings, especially the, in our individual person. I'm just such a big proponent. Talk about it. If you're upset, if you're struggling, have a conversation. Yeah, that would solve so many problems. So many. So many. Like, look at us right now. We're having a whole conversation, and it's great. And I feel great. Yeah. Like I was saying, I um I had a lot of family members comment on, like, their bodies as well. And then every once in a while, they would comment on, like, my body. And it's just not a good thing. Didn't end well. Just kind of made things worse, honestly, for me. Um. I also was bullied a lot as a like in elementary school and then all throughout the rest of school, middle school, high school, not as bad really, but elementary and middle school were rough, rough. Um, I got bullied a lot um, for being the fat girl and all that kind of stuff. And that really impacted me like long-term, like even to this day, I'll think back and be like, I'll just have, like, a bad body image day. Like, now I'm pretty good, but every once in a while I'll have a day and I'm, like, and just be, like, oh, my God, I don't look good today. Or I hate the way this outfit fits me right now. Or whatever it might be. And I'll remember things that maybe someone had said to me when I was in fifth grade, you know, on the school bus. <laughs> and just being bullied by this mm -hmm. kid. Awful to me. And it just has such a lasting impact. And it's been so hard to unlearn those like negative thoughts that were put into you at such a young age over and over. Um, so it definitely impacted my self-identity for sure. Took a lot of work after growing up and realizing like, hey, I'm not all those horrible things that these people had said to me and, you know, things like that. You're the best, Sam. <laughs> and honestly... Truly fuck the haters because, uh, I just, this is so mean of me and I apologize. I'm not a mean person, but some days I have my moments. When I see my, my grade school bullies, you know, when I go back home, go to back to Vermont and I see them and I'm like, fuck you. Because I remember when you called me a whale on the playground. And, you know, I, wishing bad energy, problematic, I know, I know, don't hate in the comments, but some days, I'm like, yeah. I'm <laughs> got my on you. What's funny is that, when, what's funny is that one of the kids who was like my absolute worst bully that I could name, I'm not going to, but <laughs> works at the deli at the Walmart down the street from me. And I'm like, mm, karma must be a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, 
I tell you what, I'm sorry, that's I, really awesome. <laughs> I didn't have any, yeah. like, so I got bullied in elementary school and a little bit in middle school, but it was more like the, like, mean girl behind your back kind of thing. So I didn't really know about it all the time, which I'm thankful for because <laughs> just saved me the energy. But I will say there were dudes in high school who were mean to me, whether it be how I dressed, because I, I was always into, like, the hipster kind of stuff. I was wearing stuff that wasn't really in at the time. Um, but anywho, boys weren't like chasing after me is what I'm trying to say, but yeah, boys no. were always rude to me. Um, I had one guy in my sign language, in sign language, and he called me a grenade because Jersey Shore was really popular. He called me a oh grenade. Oh my God. And I kid you not, these same dudes. Maybe they you up. They're in my DMs. Yeah. All the time. They are. Yes, they are. And I'm like, hey, remember that one time that you uh, called me a grenade? Or, hey, remember that one time that you asked me for my friend's number? Or, hey, <laughs> fuck you, Magic. dude. Never, never, never. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, I get, I get good Who looks dumb now? Who looks dumb? Mm-hmm. You look like a fool, buddy. Yep. Boy, bye. As I said. Boy, bye. <laughs> we don't need him. Ugh. I'm still so dead at Sam's comment, though. I almost choked on my water when she said that. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. When I saw him working there, I was just like, thank you. Yeah, thank can't. you. I needed that thing. I can't. <laughs> Oh, You're like, God is real. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, God says, Sam, one's for you. <laughs> oh, gosh. No hate on Walmart. But actually, no, they, treat no, their no like, they treat their employees like shit regardless. Walmart really, is a like, very corrupt organization, so. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Okay. We don't hate on Walmart. We don't hate everyone that works at Walmart. No, don't we don't. We really don't. But the bullies, <laughs> the bullies, though. Mm. The bullies, though, they belong yeah. there. Thank you. I'm Jesus. so weak. Gosh, y'all. I need mm. to. <laughs> that was, wow. Wow. That's hilarious. Okay. Back at it. Back at it. Exactly. So, I mean, even going through all that, how do we feel now in our own skin? I feel like I am accepting and I'm okay is what I should say. I'm not jumping for joy when I look in the mirror, but I'm also now at the point, which I'm really, really lucky and happy to say, I don't look at myself and want to die. So there was a while there where I just looked at myself and I was like, wow, you're such a fat piece of shit. Or like, just something horrible. <laughs> like an immediate mis- response is, wow, you're ugly. Wow, you're fat. Why do you have to look this way? And now I look in the mirror and I am proud of the skin I'm in because it's gotten me through some really hard stuff. And I have shown it love by moving it. I think, you know, going back to boxing, that makes me feel really confident and really able in my body. I should say, like, I can do what I want to do. And that's a huge blessing within itself. So now I'm at the point where I'm okay. And I accept who this woman is that I look at every day. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I think the key there is that 
not every day is going to be great mm-hmm. just because we have practiced and have gotten better at loving ourselves doesn't mean that every single day I'm going to look in the mirror and think oh my god look at me today I look hot af because some days I look in the mirror and I'm thinking mm, maybe I should have ran more last week <laughs> but mm-hmm. it just happens you know I'm not every day is going to be amazing and that's okay for the most part I think I'm with you i I look in the mirror and I genuinely do love myself. And I think that I am a beautiful human being. Um, So most days are great. Some days are touch and go. And that's okay. You know, it's a process. It's not an ending thing. It's a journey for sure. Okay. So I would say current, presently, present, presently what? Excuse me. Um. (laughs) I've been struggling quite a bit. I, yesterday, I was up at the Ask Crack of Dawn, which has been my narrative lately. And I was just going through my Instagram, really sad. I was just, you know, a few tears were shed. I'm like, Marnie, get your shit together. But I was just sad because I think a bit, my biggest issue is I look, Instead of moving forward, you know, I'm looking backwards. Like, oh, but two years ago, I was thinner. And that's, and I think that's where I'm struggling because I was going through my fitness Instagram and I was just looking at the recap of 2021 and I saw a post from 20, December 2020, about to go into the new year, sharing my goals. And I just started crying because. I'm not where I was hoping to be and hoping to achieve weight-wise. And it also just, there was that feel of personal disappointment and then disappointment for people who follow me because they're like, this bitch is a fake, she said. She's always sharing these goals. So that's kind of where I felt. But I was like, you know what? What other people think of you is extremely irrelevant, unless it's Beyonce and Lizzo, because let's be honest. Anyway, <laughs> but no, seriously, what other people think of me is irrelevant and I need to make sure I'm taking care of myself. And I think I took a second to be upset and identify, you know, what is causing these stressors for me. And then I realized, Marnie, you feel this way because you're not where you want to be, like physically. I, I felt like I was a lot, I was significantly more active um last year and that's where I'm striving to be striving to be now just a little bit more active taking better care of my body I just I feel like I've been getting colds a lot because I'm not drinking a lot of water and I need to be eating more veggies just I need to be more focused so I said fuck it and deleted all those pictures on my Instagram and I'm starting fresh because it's okay to start fresh you know people who follow me the only real ones, Sam and Morgan, everyone else. Um, <laughs> but that is how I'm feeling then and now. I would say my emo- emoji and emotions are a blah. But I'm hoping to get to a, the little salsa dancer emoji. Um, oh, we're striving for the high of the salsa dance emoji. <laughs> also, I'm going to say this now because I get so many DMs so many DMs. Oh my god. I'm so glad that you posted about 
Marnie, like that you tag her in your stories and stuff because I love following Marnie. She's so inspiring. And I just love how real she is and how honest she is. Girl, you don't know who you're impacting. You've got so many people, like a lot of them are messaging me. Tell Marnie that she inspires me. Tell Marnie that she makes me want to like make better, healthier food or whatever. Like so many people, you're inspiring the pants off of so many freaking people that you don't even see. And not only that, like you said, other people's opinions of you are none of your business. It's irrelevant. But just know that a lot of those opinions are pretty damn good. And you're making a big impact on this world. Yeah, I've had people message me too. Like when I'll post and I'll like repost your workout videos that you're doing. They're just like, oh my God, yay. I love seeing uh, videos of Marnie. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, you don't even know her, but I love that you love her. (laughs) My heart. Thank you both for those. That made me feel nice and warm. Anytime, baby girl. Anytime. Sam, how do you feel now? Um, I mean, I feel good for the most part. Like, I mean, I have days that I struggle, you know, just like everyone else. Um, I think the holidays always get me a little bit. Um, just because there's always so much, you know, more temptation to eat more food and, and to slack off on exercising, which exercising is what, like, brings, like, if I don't exercise, I don't feel very well because I don't get this mm-hmm. stuff. And, hey, the holidays are just busy. And sometimes you just can't. Life is not, you're not going to work out every day. I'm sorry, I'm not going to work out on Thanksgiving. Ugh. Or I'm not going to work out on Christmas Day. Okay, I did do a 5 key Thanksgiving Day. But that's not the point. I was going to say, you because fully got up and that week, I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, no, but just in general, I think we're all, I, guess, I mean, I guess, anyways, I feel like a lot of people, anyway, are probably struggling finding time Yes. to do all of the things and then that impacts your mental health more than you think it does sometimes and but it's life we move on we deal with the struggles and take it day by day i think it's true um sam what unrealistic body standards do you struggle with the most that sounds so wow <laughs> so like cookie cutter but that being said what i mean you- it, I mean, maybe it is cookie cutter, but I think it's nice to hear people like what they struggle with because. Oh, yeah. Know. I meant the way I said it. I meant the way that I asked oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> she sounded it, like she was a, a tell, um, yeah, a weather, a weather woman. Yeah, and today an is going to rain. Back <laughs> to you, Sam. Back to you, Sam. <laughs> what in realistic body standards do you struggle with the most? <laughs> oh gosh I mean honestly I struggle with the absolute most would be my complexion um I have like a very like reddish like face like on my cheeks and stuff and it's it wasn't always that way really when I was in high school and stuff I didn't ever really have like bad complexion or anything like I would get the occasional like breakout or something but not it wasn't until I was maybe 22 or 23 I started having like really bad acne and stuff and my face is really red and I it's I have hated it for so long and when you're thinking about that and you're I'm thinking oh my gosh I hate this on my face then that can turn into like I hate my face which is not good (laughs) not a good thought to have when you're looking at your face every morning but so it's taken me a long time to kind of realize that 
everybody basically when they're going out these days or when they're at work is wearing makeup and you don't see their flaws. And I'm comparing my flaws and my imperfect skin to everybody's made up face, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that is what I struggle with a lot. And seeing people's like selfies on Instagram and their cute little filters. And I am just thinking about how my skin is broken out right now and it's too red and I don't want to post a story because I don't have makeup on or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's taking me so long to get past that and be like, you know what? This is who the fuck I am. I don't fucking care anymore. It is what you're going to love me red face and all. Or you're not going to love me at all. That's fine. <laughs> Period. Period. What are y'all's? What are y'all's biggest thing that you struggle with for like unrealistic body standards? I think the one for me, the unrealistic body standards, is like the smooth, no cellulite, no, <laughs> no wiggle, no jiggle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the one. I think that, and also like a flat stomach. But I think that's being kind of debunked now. I think it's being more accepted to have a little cushion for the cushion. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think it's a little more accepted to have a tummy. But I think the big one is definitely. The uh, bumps, creases, folds, everything in my body, those I definitely struggle with. Because especially like, you know, um, I would love to do a boudoir photo shoot uh, for myself to just appreciate my body and have an excuse to buy some cute new pieces of lingerie and feel really sexy and just have a moment for me where I'm just fully enjoying all of the yumminess I'll say of myself um and that that's the one that I always think well that's I'm gonna have to show like my thighs or like well I'm gonna have to show um like my scratch marks on my stomach and my hips and stuff Mm -hmm. but I think um and I don't know though if I were to get a photo shoot I don't even know that I'd want them to like airbrush it or remove that because it is me you know right. what I mean? But that is the one where I see it on Instagram a lot. And I'm like, how do you, how do you have such a thick booty and no creases and no, no lumps? No, what? It's what? Impossible. No, there. It's impossible. But <laughs> stretch marks are so beautiful though. So beautiful. They, they tell so many different stories. Could be stories of childbirth, stories of growth, physical mm-hmm. growth. I don't. I think of people specifically Ashley Graham, who's very honest and open about how her body has changed after having kids, and also just being a plus size model. And she, one, she's gorgeous. Morgan, you're also gorgeous. But how she's oh, just you. so unapologetic in her body. I I just love. There's this one photo on Instagram how she's pumping. While getting her makeup done. I love it. With a whole, you know, cup pumping for breast milk. You know, I it's so hard that society's telling us that stretch marks and cellulite are ugly. We're born with it. How can we change that? Yeah, I mean, and I think... I'm not Kylie Jenner, but... I think just people are even more selective of, like, Oh well, where are the stretch marks? Like it's okay if you have right. stretch marks if you had a kid. It's like yeah, I don't know. which is fucked I'm up. Not, yeah, look, I got stretch marks on the back of my arms. I've got Me stretch too. marks on my stomach. I've got stretch marks 
on my like I'm literally everywhere. Oh, and kidding. I also have yeah, and I have like the like creases and the like lines on my thighs where it kind of goes out to my booty and stuff. Like it is yeah. so normal and yeah, it's just our bodies are our bodies. It's whatever, dude. Exactly. It's called having a body and being alive. Yeah. Literally. And let's be thankful for the fact that our bodies can do really cool shit like grow a human or uh even go for a run. Like yep. <laughs> the fact that we are able bodied, uh that's pretty fucking cool if you ask me, and I think that we should use it. And it's a privilege yes. that people often forget that it's a privilege to be able to walk to go get a glass of milk. It's a privilege to be able to put your hair up in a ponytail. Not everybody's body functions the same. And constantly depicting and making fun of other people. How is that helping anyone in society? And that's okay for those of us that, you know, like, obviously we're saying, I hope it's implied, everyone listen listening that it's okay that not everyone is able-bodied obviously but the fact and everyone moves in different ways everyone communicates in different ways all of those beautiful things that make this world so special and so fun and unique um but it is absolutely a privilege to be able to eat food like orally chew your food and eat it and if your body holds on to it that's Awesome, because awesome. that means that it's getting the nutrients it needs. Even if you're eating a cheeseburger, that's good. Right. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mind. Marnie. Mine is definitely the concept of being slim thick, which I know a lot of women face, but mostly women of color. Yeah. That whole concept of having a waist. That is so freaking small and having an ass that can barely fit in a door frame. How is that humanly possible? But that's been so projected on to mostly black women, uh, Latinx women. Um, and that really, that has affected me. I'm like, am I this everyone mostly the white uni- the white universe is telling me i need to have a big ass am i not black enough am i not skinny enough and i'm not am i not pretty enough those you know connotations those stereotypes i struggle i still struggle with the most i am thick which i do enjoy being thick but it it's it's hard when you see celebrities paying hundreds and thousands of dollars to have this standard of beauty and then that is projected onto you when it's humanly impossible for me to look like that because I'm not a billionaire aka Kylie Jenner and I it wouldn't look great on me but there are women who have are born naturally slim thick have a smaller waist and wider hips there's nothing wrong with that and they're beautiful but it's frustrating when people are changing and creating their bodies to look like that, which is also okay. But having that become a ra- racially charged and projected on women of color. Yeah, it just perpetuates that to an extent that it 
Right. Yeah. It's like bot it becomes body image, but also a little bit racist at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I remember um even like and I'm just speaking so openly and candidly, I apologize if I say any if I misspeak in any way, shape or form. But especially growing up, like for me, people would say that I had like the black girl ass or the yeah. black girl yeah. frame. And then I was like questioning my identity almost like what, like what is, I, it never made sense to me to be quite honest. It, even as a, a kid, I was like, that is so fucked, like so fucked up. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It was absolutely like popular and prevalent. I should say prevalent with black women or women of color, people of color um, to have this slim thick thing. That's been like that forever. forever. Like the big booty, the tiny waist, all of that. But now, and I think it is going to, you know, bring it back to the Kardashians. I think that's a big part of it. Because yes. Of the big juicy booties and the thin waist. But now it's definitely a thing for uh, white people. Well, yes. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's like frustrating because like if you have a fat ass, you have a fat ass, period. You know, right. that's fabulous for you. But it, where I get frustrated is... I'm being compared to people when we don't even have the same makeup. No. DNA and or race and or ethnicity. And you're com- telling me that I need to look, you know, I, that's where I struggle. But, and then the whole idea of, I'll get off my, my high horse in a second. But the whole idea of, you know, when non-people of color have are slim thick how that you know how that is celebrated and liberated but then there are often times when there are specifically black women who are slim thick they're seen as ghetto or they seem like they have a bbl but white women who have gotten a bbl oh you're so hot i wish you know blah 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 looked like you that's that's when it becomes a racist thing like, why are you, you know, and I struggle with that. I struggle with that. That's what I see a lot on social media. But I've unfollowed all of it because I just can't deal with it. Especially yeah. the Kardashians. It's okay that you got plastic surgery. But stop trying to look like black and Latinx women. Like, yes. chill out. Stop yes. getting cornrows in your hair. Yes. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think it's... That's the big one. Like you're forcing your body to, and no hate on any plastic surgery. I am all for it. Do what makes you feel good. But um, that's like the big thing is making your body do something that it can't Can't do do on its own. And I don't know. I, I don't know. (laughs) Makes me feel not so good. I will say I do want to get my boobs done. All the, that is one thing where I'm like, yep. I'd do it, yeah. I would. When I have kids, after I'm done, I'm getting those suckers lifted. Oh, yes, girl. <laughs> yes. I really want to get lip filler because I've always had a really thin upper lip. It just doesn't match the bottom one. And I think I would look so cute with a cute little pout. A little. I have large lips, so I, I can't relate. Yeah. It's like, it just disappears completely. <laughs> yeah. I have like no top lip either. It's just. Yeah. Embrace the no lip. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I'm just like, Meh. no, it's fine. Honestly, like, that's the only thing I could think of that I would want, though, because I don't want boobs. I already got the booty. Maybe, like, some, like, I don't know. I would say, like, lipo, but not even that. I don't even want that. That's scary. Yeah. Also, normalize loving your body, but still embracing, like, if you want to get shit done, go ahead. I don't, yeah. I don't get why, you know, plastic surgery is so frowned upon. And he's like, oh, you hate your body. Honestly, I like my boobs, but they hang. And I'm yeah. only 24, and they're hanging, yeah. and I haven't had kids. Yeah. Well, suckers need a little, they need a jump. They need to be <laughs> lifted. <laughs> they need a little love. <laughs> it's okay to love yourself and be a work in progress. Period. Yes. That you have to do one or the other. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. Um, all right. Next one. Um, positivity. What is one thing that we will each do to formulate positive thoughts regarding our body image? This is a hard one. This is a really hard one. I'm not going to take this first. So someone else take it. <laughs> I'll go first with this one. Um, because I had a little bit of time to think about this. So on Instagram, you guys know that I am a big fan of daily affirmations and I do them every morning. I have like a little quiet time in the morning to myself and I just write down my positive thoughts for the day. Usually there's something around like, I am healthy, I am happy, I'm doing my best, my best is good enough, I can only be myself, things, things of that nature. And so I was thinking that I could probably gear them towards body image specifically. A lot of, I would write, I love myself, or I would write, I love my body, or I am beautiful just as I am, something like that. So I could gear that towards my body image just a tad bit more. And I think that that might help me out just thinking, even if I wrote things that I already love about my physical self, I think that could help as well. I love that. Yes, I'm actually going to say the same thing because I definitely, um, my affirmations are very important to me. My gratitude is very important to me. It helps me put things in perspective of like what my life is actually like versus the negative thoughts I tell myself in my head. So telling myself, you know, kind of like what we talked about last time, fake it till you make it. Just telling myself I'm beautiful, brave, bold, all of these things that honestly does really help me with my body image. And I can definitely tell that I'm struggling more when I haven't done my affirmations in a while. So I totally agree. I love those. Um, my thing is to move my body more and to push myself. So I know that there's a lot of time, you know, again, it's a privilege to be able to have a gym membership, but I'm not actively using it, which is, problematic on my end but can, pushing myself to do the hard thing and after work just walk into the gym getting it done like Sam said I feel so much better mentally I love getting a good sweat in um so that's that's one thing either after work or I'm gonna try to be a queen like Sam and Morgan and get up at the literal ass crack of dawn like, they're up, y'all, early. 4 a.m. early. I'll try. Even I, can do, I can do five. Right. Five. I can do five. 4.30, no thanks. 
Next episode, we'll see how Marnie does. Yes, we'll need an update on the waking up early situation. The only reason that I am up early, okay, I used to wake up early on purpose all the time. I don't know why. That girl is not here anymore. But now I have to because of work or because of boxing. And not to be that bitch, but I pay some money to go to this boxing gym. So my ass is not about to sleep on it. You know what See, I mean? See, I'm sleeping on the gym. I need to yeah. step up. It happens. All right, we're on our last question. Woo-hoo. Woo! Um, what is one thing you wish you could tell your younger self? And why? Marty, I want to hear yours. Okay. One thing is I find I my I have it tattooed on my thigh is Still I Rise, which is a poem by Maya Angelou. And that is one quote I would give my younger self. You know, it's just it's capturing that no matter what you go through, no matter what you see and feel, you will always rise. Um, and I, that I wish that was something that I had young as a younger being, you know, I don't love how I look right now. I'm struggling in the Hollister changing room, but still I'll rise. You know, I'm struggling with being stereotyped as a black woman, but still I rise being able to continue to move forward. As Sam and Morgan said, um, that's one thing I wish my younger self had. I love it. That's so beautiful. It's so powerful. Thank you. I'm going to piggyback off of that. I also have a tattoo on my thigh that has to do with that. And I mean, I guess I'm just going to steal yours. I guess that's the theme of it. I'm going to steal it. But um, mine is, it's not the quote on my thigh. And I got it when I was 18. It was to commemorate me you know, beating my eating disorder. Little did I know that that'd be a lifelong struggle. It's an everyday choice to beat your eating disorder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but mine says it's not about how you look. It's about how you see. And I think yeah. just kind of being more like looking for the good in people that has nothing to do with physical beauty and outwardly mm-hmm. appearance, but also telling myself. And I mean, my grandma, bless her heart. She's seriously the sweetest woman. I live with her. She's my best friend. She's my ride or die. She's the fucking best. Sam can attest she's the fucking best human. And we love your grandma. She's amazing. She told me from the time that I was popped out of my mama's coochie, she told me that outwardly beauty is amazing. But what matters more is how pretty you are on the inside. Because I've always been like a cute enough like I was a cute kid and then like growing up I was like cute enough you know (laughs) that I got compliments and stuff but she was also she was always like you are so beautiful on the inside so I think telling myself that kind of reiterating it to myself you know be brave challenge yourself um be Mm -hmm. bold see what you can do um be gritty continue to have that grit and then um looking for that in other people though as well so I can I think looking at other people's internal beauty honestly helps me value mine more too. So telling myself that as a younger person would have helped a lot with all those growing pains of like, well, I don't look like so-and-so. Well, I don't have a waist like so-and-so. Not looking at that at people, but looking at what they bring to the table in other ways. I love it. 
Yeah, I love that so much. You guys are great. I think what I would tell my younger self would just be that I am going to fucking make it. I am just going to fucking make it. That's it. (laughs) It'll be all right. Let's fucking go. That's beautiful. for that. Snaps. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That is powerful, Sam. You know, we can just cut it right here. That is it. That's our episode. Jesus, that's so good. That's so powerful. It is. You are going to fucking make it. And honestly, all of our viewers out there, y'all are going to fucking make it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to us again. We appreciate all of you. Sam and Morgan, I love you so much. Yeah. We shall see you next time. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe and share. Share us on social media. I think my favorite part of announcing our podcast was resharing how many people were listening to it and it was really really fucking cool to see Mm -hmm. how it was affecting people and so um let us know message us on the socials let us know what you're thinking get involved in this conversation this the point of this podcast is not just to listen to us ramble we want to hear your thoughts on it we want to know your stories it's really Mm -hmm. important to this process so fucking tell us and uh, get us involved because we want to root for you. Absolutely. We definitely right. do. Just having this conversation with you guys so much. Just having these thoughts with you and being able to share. I love that. I love that we have started this and kind of gives me like a little, kind of just a little hope that we, you know, we're all going through this crazy life together and we've all had the a lot of the same struggles. And so let's talk about it because it's it's normal this is normal we all do it <laughs> let's chat yeah absolutely and before we stop i am going to wake up at 5 15 a.m y'all all of you heard this i'm doing it tomorrow morning to follow me Got on this. instagram and see me work out yeah okay see you on the, me in the video, side please. Bye. Bye. Bye.